This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. I'm your host, Matt Loopy. You can find us on social media at Birds Banter PHL on Instagram and at Birds Banter on Twitter. This week, we are back with another episode, and yesterday was final roster cuts for all 32 NFL teams. All teams had to get down to 53 players on the roster, including the Eagles. Eagles had to make some tough cuts. Um, We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. The preseason gave us a good idea of who was going to make the final roster, but there were some moves that were made that were a little bit questionable, a little bit controversial. But um, honestly, this is a pretty good final 53-man roster. We're going to go through it position by position, give each position a grade, and just see exactly what happened. Um, As I'm recording this right now on Wednesday, it is time for um, waiver wire. So teams across the league are picking up different players. You're going to see some big names start to get picked up by different teams. Um, for instance, the Cowboys just claimed Will Greyer from uh, the Panthers, who cut him. So um, we might see some fluctuation in this Eagles roster over the next couple of days. We're going to see some people get claimed. We're going to see the practice squad get solidified, and um, et cetera, et cetera. So let's get straight into it. We're going to start with the quarterback room. All right, so previously I predicted that the Eagles were going to keep two quarterbacks, being Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco. I predicted that the Eagles would cut Nick Mullins because he just was not looking well in training camp and uh, preseason, and the Eagles had no need to carry three quarterbacks um, unless they kept Nick Mullins on the practice squad, which um, really wouldn't have much value to them. But um, Jalen Hurts, Joe Flacco, they were undisputed one and two for the Eagles, but then the Eagles made a very surprising move I would say a couple of days ago the Eagles did trade for Gardner Minshew Um, Gardner Minshew comes to the Eagles after having a pretty exciting stint in Jacksonville Um, he took over as a starter two years ago and um, really just the the mustache and everything he was an exciting player to watch and honestly I think he was really very underrated in Jacksonville he was never a above average starting quarterback and someone that could bring you to the playoffs but he is I would say he's better than um, several quarterbacks that are starting right now in the league Um, cough cough Daniel Jones but uh, that's his discussion for a separate day Gardner Minshew enters the Eagles as QB3 right now it will be interesting to see how they handle the situation if Jalen Hurts does get injured or gets COVID or something and can't play because it reminds me a lot of um, 2019 when the Eagles had Carson Wentz, Josh McCown, and Nate Sudfeld. The quarterback room is built almost identical right now. Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz being undisputed QB1, the backup being Josh McCown and Joe Flacco. These are older quarterbacks brought in more as a mentor. They're getting paid good money. Um, but it's just someone with a lot of experience to have on the bench to develop your young quarterback. And then QB3, being Nate Sudfeld and Gardner Minshew, it's a player that has some decent upside, not a lot of experience in the NFL, but the question is, who goes in? If if the game is on the line, Jalen Hurts goes down, 
Is it the experienced Joe Flacco, who's not flashy, but he can probably complete 60% of balls? Or is it Gardner Minshew? Um, it's a very, very interesting situation. I think as time goes on, we're going to see that Gardner Minshew will probably be QB2 um, if the Eagles are really in need for it. So overall, I would rate this quarterback position about a B-. minus. Um, it's not the greatest. Obviously, Jalen Hurts. I would rank him between 18 and 25 um, among starting quarterbacks in the league. I'm pretty high on Jalen Hurts. I trust him a lot. However, there's a lot of talent in the league. There's a lot of great quarterbacks, and Jalen Hurts has only played for four and a half games. So can't hype him up too much right now. We still have to see what he does in 2021. However, I do have high expectations for him. Um, your backup in Joe Flacco is not really going to do much, but he does add value to the team as a mentor. And then, like I said, with Gardner Minshew, um, some good upside, but obviously not a starting caliber quarterback in the league um, or someone that you want starting on your football team. So um, I would give it a B minus. I think that's a pretty fair assessment for this positional group. But going to the running back position, I was way off, I got to say. Um, I thought the Eagles were going to load up on running back because of Nick Sirianni's desire to run the ball a lot of talented running backs uh, running backs with different traits so i thought the eagles were going to keep miles sanders boston scott kenny gainwell jason huntley and jordan howard and they shaved off the last two so your running back group for 2021 right now is sitting at three running backs sanders scott and gainwell and um i think this positional group deserves at least a b plus i would possibly give it an a minus miles sanders RB1, he's going to be the three down back. He needs to get better at receiving the football. I will say that if he wants to stay on the field all the time. But if he doesn't, Boston Scott has been having an awesome offseason. Uh, his touchdown against the Jets was fantastic. He's been receiving the ball day in, day out in training camp and has been looking, looking pretty good doing it. So um, that's a good one-two punch. Sanders can run the ball 20-plus times a game. Boston Scott can catch five balls out of the backfield a game. But Kenny Gainwell, I think he's the big X factor. He fell in the draft in 2021 because he sat out in 2020. In 2019, he had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Um, fantastic year, one of the best years as a running back um, in 2019. He sat out in 2020, decreases value. The Eagles pick him up in the fourth round, and he has been looking fantastic in preseason so far. Um, I think he has what it takes to be a starting running back in the NFL um, when it, when all is said and done. In a couple of years, he might be the one that takes over for Miles Sanders if they do not want to give him a new contract. He can run the ball, he can receive the ball well, and he's been showing that this offseason so far. So I think they're probably going to ease Kenny Gainwell into the system um, as we go on early in the year. But I think he really has the, um, the opportunity to take some carries away from Miles Sanders, but also sideline Boston Scott if they want a different running back receiving the ball. So um, very solid group. Each player has awesome traits that they can provide to the offense. Um, a lot of depth here, even though it's only three players. Next up, wide receiver group. Um, I talked about the wide receiver group a couple of weeks ago. Didn't really mention it too much on the podcast since then, but this is exactly what I predicted. Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Um, five receivers. Previously, I had Travis Fulgham in there. Previously, I had John Hightower in there. Quez Watkins got the nod over both of them. 
J.J. Ortega-Whiteside got the nod over both of them. Quez Watkins, after the first preseason game, that was an easy decision. He showed his explosiveness um, with that long touchdown. Easy. He, he solidified not only a roster spot, but starting week one. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And I think this came down to, because Travis Fulgham did not really show out in camp at all. I was telling some people um, during roster cuts when he when he uh, left, and people were surprised. I said, listen, last year, Travis Fulgham, he was one of the hottest receivers um, in that stretch of three or four games. All he had to do was be decent in camp, and the Eagles would believe that he's back to that normal, um, back to being a starting X receiver. However, he didn't do that whatsoever. Against the Patriots, he was still in on special team snaps in the fourth quarter. That is not a starting wide receiver. That's not even a wide receiver that's going to make the team. So then I was like, okay, Fulgham's not going to be on the roster. Fast forward to week three of preseason, last Friday. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside scores a touchdown. Moss to the Jets. I mean, ran it in. Amazing play. Something we've never seen from J.J. in live action. Travis Fulgham didn't get too many looks, but he did receive a ball. Running towards the goal line, and he is stripped at the goal line from a uh, Jets rookie fifth round pick. So, I think right there in one game, JJ got the nod over Travis Fulgham, and he is going to be the Eagles' ex receiver. He's not going to start, but he's going to be in there um, in the mix because Eagles don't really have a receiver with size like JJ Ortega Whiteside has. So, um, that's the wide receiver group. I would. <laughs> I talked about this weeks ago. Eagles are boom or bust at wide receiver. They can be great or they can be awful. I don't see really much in between. So right now I'm going to give it a B minus. Um, I think it still needs a a lot of work to prove to the league and prove to Eagles fans that they're going to be legit, but they have the talent there to make it a good group. So I'll say B minus. Tight end. Eagles end up keeping four tight ends. The big surprise here was they end up keeping Tyree Jackson on the active roster. Um, he did injure himself, and I thought that he wasn't going to make the roster. Some thought he might have landed himself on PUP or the IR, and um, he did neither. So it shows that the Eagles really want to keep him around. I think this also hints that the Eagles are still willing to trade Zach Ertz. Um, the Patriot, or not the Patriots, the Packers are a very good candidate to trade for Zach Ertz. Um, they just made a move at tight end, so they're very thin and. Uh, you know, the Bills have been in consideration for a while. So right now, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Tyree Jackson, Zach Stoll, or Jack Stoll, I'm sorry. And uh, this is a really good group. Dallas Goddard being the starter, Zach Ertz, he's been decent this offseason. I think him and Jalen Hurts have a good connection. I mean, I picked him up in the, one of the last rounds of my fantasy leagues because he's not he's probably not going to start on my fantasy team, but he still has a lot of talent and, um, you know, there's, there's one outlier year in his entire career that he was not good. So, Zach Ertz, whether he's on the team or not, he's probably going to make an impact um, this year, no matter where he is. So, <clears throat> if you have fantasy leagues coming up, Zach Ertz is going very, very late, um, especially if you're in a deep league. I would recommend picking him up because he might score um, like six touchdowns for the Eagles this year, but also have to consider if he gets traded, his value goes up significantly. So keep that in mind for all those fancy football players out there. Moving on to offensive line, starting with offensive tackle, Jordan Mailata, Lane Johnson, Andre Dillard, Jack Driscoll, and Brett Toth. Not many surprises here. The biggest headline was that Jordan Mailata 
did earn the um, starting left tackle position. So Eagles fans can take a sigh of relief. The debate between him and Andre Dillard, I wouldn't say it's over, but um, it is a step in the right direction for Jordan Mailata as a left tackle for the Eagles. This is a big year for him too because he is entering a contract year and it's big for him to um, earn some value in a next contract and a second contract with the Eagles. Um, hopefully he can be here long term because I think in 2020 he showed a lot of traits on how he can be a starting left tackle for the Eagles going forward. Moving into the interior of the offensive line, we got Isaac Sayamalu, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey, Nate Herbig, and Landon Dickerson. Not many surprises here. I mean, all of them have a lot of experience. I mean, Landon Dickerson is a rookie, but he has a he had a fantastic playing career at Alabama despite his injuries. Um, Isaac Sayamalu and Brandon Brooks, obviously with a lot of starting experience. Nate Herbig played a good amount last year because of all the injuries on the Eagles offensive line. So it's important to have someone who's ready to go. Um, Jack Driscoll is another one on the offensive tackle group because he uh, he played a good amount last year and he's ready to go if, if someone does get go down with injury. Um, at center, Jason Kelsey, obviously we know what he can provide. He's one of the, the cornerstones to this Eagles roster. Um, it's going to be unfortunate to see him go probably next season, but there is a very good replacement in the wings now. He's going to learn from Jason Kelsey. He's probably going to play um, quite a bit of snaps this year, whether that be guard or center. Uh, Landon Dickerson, Eagles second-round pick. Landon Dickerson did fight many injuries in his college career, but he can play. Um, there were reports that if he was fully healthy, or he is fully healthy um, now that he's off the POP list, but if he did not have the injury concerns going into the draft, he would be a top 10 pick, top 15 pick. So the Eagles are getting immense value at round two as long as Landon Dickerson stays healthy. That's a big if. So have to keep an eye on that, keep him healthy, keep him upright. Um, but Landon Dickerson could be a diamond in the rough for the Eagles going forward as a future center, a future guard um, at, on the roster. So overall on the offensive line, I would rate this positional group all tackles guards and centers i would give it an a eagles have on paper when healthy one of the best offensive lines in the entire nfl um, the big key is to stay healthy jordan mylotta he proved himself quite a bit last year isaac sayamalu being a very good option at left guard but also landon dickerson could get some starting uh, playing time at left guard if he starts to struggle center jason kelsey best center in the entire league no question about it Brandon Brooks, he's coming off of an injury last year, but he is undisputably, when healthy, the best right guard in the entire league. And then Lane Johnson, similar situation. When he's healthy and he's on, he's one of the best there at right tackle. Um, and obviously, he's getting paid accordingly. So Lane Johnson, um, excited to see what he can do this year. Hopefully, he stays healthy the entire year. And uh, yeah, all of these guys, they're staying healthy. They're going to be a fantastic group and help Jalen Hurts immensely. So I'm going to give it an A. Moving on to the other side of the football, defense. We're going to start with the, the uh, defensive line. So we've got Brandon Graham at the end, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, um, Teron Jackson, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams, and Marlon Tupolato. So let's start with the end. Brandon Graham, you know what you're getting. Um, he's on an expiring deal. His time in Philly is coming to an end, but he's somebody that you can rely on to get seven eight nine sacks this season definitely Derek Barnett a little bit of a question mark he's productive hasn't stayed 
very healthy, and he has not been the 14th overall pick that the Eagles have hoped for. Good thing for them, they have Josh Sweat right behind him. I think as we get further into the season, by week five, Josh Sweat is going to be the starting D-end for the Eagles. I think the first few games, he'll probably get more usage, he'll get more snaps, but Derek Barnett will be the one that comes on the, onto the field um, for the first defensive reps every single game. However, later into the season, we're getting to the middle of the year, I think Josh Sweat finally earns that role, and he's going to be on the field opposite Brandon Graham for that first play. Ryan Kerrigan, like I've mentioned before, similar to a Chris Long situation, older player, a lot of experience, more of a situational pass rusher, but he can still wreak havoc on quarterbacks. I think he's going to end the year with about five sacks. Um, he definitely has a lot of gas left in the tank for that. Teron Jackson, um, you know, rookie. I was excited that he made the team because, oh, one thing to note, the Eagles had, I think, seven draft picks this year. Six of them made the final roster. That is really, really good. Uh, a lot of people have had, I mean, obviously they haven't played a real NFL regular season game yet, but a lot of people going, to, going into this year, going into last year, have a lot of questions about Howie Roseman and his drafting. The fact that he went through and drafted this roster and then Nick Sirianni agreed with him enough to keep about 90% of the players that he drafted is very good news. I think this is an awesome draft class that the Eagles had, and uh, a lot of them are going to contribute pretty early, Teron Jackson probably being one of them. I would imagine he's probably going to start off inactive a few games, but um, he did show out in preseason quite a bit. Um, very athletic pass rusher. Excited to see him get on the field. Defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. Milton Williams is the one I'm most excited about. Milton Williams is interesting because when the Eagles were playing the Steelers, so his first game as an Eagle in the preseason, Milton Williams took all of his snaps at the end, if not or most of them, if not all. So when the Eagles drafted him in the third round, um, was a little bit controversial. Not a lot of people knew him from Louisiana Tech. There was that viral video of Harry Roseman going around the, the war room, high-fiving everyone, and then one member of the Eagles brass was just not happy. Um, so a lot of people already were like writing off Milton Williams. However, he has been amazing so far. Um, I think he is definitely going to be a very good option. He's probably going to be the best defensive, the third best third defensive tackle the Eagles have had in years. So super excited to see what he's going to do. Defensive line group in, in general, man, it's got to be a B plus, A minus, I would give it. Um, a lot of upside, a lot of younger players, and um, a lot of pass rushers. These guys know how to get after the quarterback and get some sacks, so hopefully they can continue to dominate like they have in years past. Linebacker. A lot of people have had questions about linebacker, um, rightfully so. So the linebacker group is going to be Alex Singleton, Davion Taylor, Jannard Avery, Patrick Johnson, Eric Wilson, TJ Edwards, and Sean Bradley. Um, so I think the biggest ones that stand out here, obviously you got Alex Singleton and Eric Wilson. They're going to be starting week one. If the Eagles uh, are running their standard defense, it's going to be two linebackers. So Singleton and Wilson will be the starters. You have Davion Taylor in there. I'm most excited to see him progress into year two. Is he going to be the uh, outside linebacker that the Eagles have hoped for when they drafted him? To, to be determined. Sean Bradley is another interesting key 
piece here because he uh, he was drafted mostly as a special teams piece, but he did show out a little bit in 2020, and he looked pretty good in preseason, especially the first week. So Sean Bradley might have an increased role going into 2021. I would rate the linebacker group a C plus. Um, not a lot of depth, but their starters are pretty good. They know how to get after the um, football. They know how to make plays. And uh, I think if they stay healthy, linebacker group will be just fine. If they get injured, that's where you're going to run into some issues. Cornerback, Darius Slay, Steven Nelson, Devontae Maddox, Zach McPherson, and newly acquired this offseason, Josiah Scott. This is an interesting group. Darius Slay and Steven Nelson, obviously very, very good starting outside cornerbacks. Devontae Maddox is going to hold his own on the inside. I'm glad that they finally made him transition back to the inside now that they have two legitimate outside corners. Zach McPherson didn't look that good in preseason. He's got a long uphill battle to go. Eagles have to hope that Slay and Nelson stay healthy, or else they might have to put Avante Maddox back on the outside. Josiah Scott, um, he doesn't look like a, a big contributor so far. He might start inactive for the first couple of games unless injuries happen, but he's not going to be much of a threat if the Eagles need him to play. He's going to get picked on. So cornerback group, although it's very top-heavy, very good starting cornerbacks, I'm going to have to give it a B-. minus. Because as we've seen in years past, injuries happen at the cornerback position, and the Eagles are not ready for that to happen, um, especially this year. So it's going to be interesting. Um, Just fingers crossed they stay healthy. Safety. Eagles have Anthony Harris, Rodney McLeod, Kayvon Wallace, and Marcus Epps. I was a bit surprised about the Marcus Epps um, keeping him because I don't think he's been that good with the Eagles since he signed a couple years ago. I thought Elijah Riley really prove that he earned the roster spot more than Marcus Epps, but you know, I'm not making the decision, so you just got to live with it. Um, regardless, he's not going to get on the field much. It's going to be Anthony Harris and Roddy McLeod starting week one, and then Kayvon Wallace coming onto the field in those three safety sets. So um, it's a decent group. I'm going to give it a B plus. Um, a big addition in Anthony Harris. I think he's going to be fantastic for the Eagles. And then obviously Rodney McLeod, he's a tackling machine. Um, Super excited that he's going to be ready to go week one after tearing his ACL last year. To wrap things off, we have Jake Elliott as the kicker, Aaron Sipos as the punter, and Rick Lovato as the lawn snapper. So overall, pretty good roster. Um, I'm going to say right now that the Eagles are probably going to win. My prediction is seven wins this year, seven and ten. I think their ceiling is ten wins. Um, Don't think they're going to get much higher than that, but... The team is really going to run through this offensive line. Will the offensive line stay healthy? Are these receivers going to produce? And on defense, can you stay healthy? Because offense, there's a lot of talent. It just, you don't know if they're proven yet. Defense, there's little talent, but they're very good. So it's just, will you, will you stay healthy on defense? If you do, defense is going to be fantastic. If you struggle with injuries, it's going to go downhill very quickly. So um excited to see what this 53-man roster can do keep an eye out on twitter and your other news outlets over the next couple of days because more moves will happen um, i've been updating my phone throughout uh, the process to see if anything's going to happen eagles put in no waiver wire claims for any roster or for any um any players today so but none of their players that they cut got claimed by a team so a lot of familiar faces that you saw from um, training camp and preseason, like Travis Fulgham, like John Hightower, 
have a good chance of reverting back to their practice squad. So that is good news for the Eagles. They're going to keep a lot of, of their similar players in-house. Um, but yeah, that's what I have for you for today's episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. Um, again, if you have not done so, make sure you follow us on social media, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram, Birds Banter um, on Twitter, and make sure share this with a friend, get the word out. We are entering our third season as a Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Excited to, um, you know, have a great year with you guys, bring on some awesome guests. Every single week this off season, or this season, we're going to bring on a guest podcast from the opposing NFL team. So next week, first week of the season, we're going to bring on an Atlanta Falcons podcast. Talk about a preview for week one when the Eagles face off against Kyle Pitts and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, that's what I have for you for day- today's episode. Again, make sure you follow us, rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and we'll see you next week. Go Birds!